Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In this episode, David continues his Bible study, from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Reading from verse 10. We have an altar, the cross where Christ was sacrificed, where those who continue to seek salvation, by obeying Jewish laws, can never be helped. Under the system of Jewish laws, the high priest brought the blood, of the slain animals, into the sanctuary, as a sacrifice for sin, and then the bodies of the animals, were burned outside the city. That is why Jesus suffered, and died outside the city, where his blood washed our sins away. So let us go out to him, beyond the city walls, that is, outside the interests of this world, being willing to be despised, to suffer with him, bearing his shame. For this world is not our home, we are looking forward to our everlasting home in heaven. Now, open your Bible, and join David, as he teaches from Hebrews, chapter 13. So faith still runs through the whole of the Old Testament, but it's in a different way, because the Old Testament was only a picture of what was to come in Christ. And I want you to understand this because while Jesus here is speaking to the Jewish people, to the Hebrew people, this does apply to us today. Because when I examine a lot of traditional church, formal church, a traditional church, so much of it is actually based on the Old Testament. When you read about altars and sacrifices and ceremonies and rituals, that is not the New Testament. The New Testament is a life by faith because Christ has fulfilled the law of the Old Testament. Now, let me pause on that for a moment and let me come back to Hebrews chapter 13 where we come to verse 7, where it says, remember those that have the rule over you. Now, if you read this carefully, and I've read it several times, remember those who have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. So it's absolutely clear, although some of the more modern translations don't make this clear, that when it says those that have the rule over you, these are your spiritual leaders, not your political leaders. Because it says, remember those who have spoken the word of God to you. Follow their faith. Then he says something in verse 8, which I find is quite interesting as parenthesis here. He says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because literally, if you look at Jesus Christ, the Bible describes him as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So that although he only made his sacrifice 2,000 years ago, right from the beginning, right from the beginning, even with the contrast between Cain and Abel, Abel was the one who made the acceptable sacrifice and was a type, a picture of Christ who would follow. 
That's why Cain was condemned, because he didn't make that sacrifice. And then he says in verse 9, don't be carried about with strange doctrines, uh, because it's a good thing that you're established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them who have been occupied. And here, um, the revised version actually does make it even clearer when it's saying that um, we should not be judged in what we eat because the food we eat may be ceremonial, yes, but it does not bring salvation. Salvation is not in the ceremony. Salvation is only in faith in Christ. And he says in verse 10, we have an altar where they have no right to eat which serves the tabernacle. That is our own direct relationship with God through Christ. In verse 11, he says, for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, the bodies are burned without the camp. So therefore, Jesus also, so that he might sanctify the people, suffered with his own blood, but suffered outside the city wall. And that's significant. He suffered outside the city. And verse 13, let us go therefore unto him outside the camp. What's being referred to as the city, as the camp, I can only see is a reference to simply organized religion, that we have to go outside of that to find Christ. And yes, in verse 14, it puts in a slightly different context here. We have no continuing city. We seek one to come. He's jumping to something else. He's talking about the second coming of Christ, that... Our habitation, our life is not here. We are citizens not of the earthly kingdoms, but of the heavenly kingdom. And must remember this when we look at the political situation. And then in verse 15, by him, that is through Christ, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. So here, this is not talking about our making a fresh sacrifice, which we don't need to do. We don't need the altar in this sense. Uh, Paul does refer to it in Romans in a different sense, where he's talking about personal sacrifice, but not that we need to come back to an altar, although to many churches the altar is the focal point. It is not. The altar is where we come to bring our praise and worship. Let us come to offer the sacrifice of praise. That's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the sacrifice that God wants is not altars. It is worship and praise. And uh, then he goes on just simply to confirm and say, be good and to communicate, don't forget this, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And in verse 17, this is uh, a reference back to the previous verse in 7, where it says, remember those that have the rule over you, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as that they must give an account. This is not political. 
This is spiritual. Obey those that rule over you spiritually. Submit yourselves to those who watch for your soul because they, that is the Christian leadership, must give an account for the ones that they shepherd. The spiritual leadership, the shepherd, the people are the flock. And spiritual leadership in the church has an answerable responsibility and must give an account before God that they may do it with joy and not with grief. So you understand that Paul here is summing up so much. I mean, if you move on into James, as we will do uh, sometime later, uh, James uh, again brings up faith because in the first chapter he's saying, um, uh, if any of you lack wisdom, this is chapter 1, verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind. And in verse 7, don't, let think, don't think that that man will receive anything from the Lord. So you cannot get away from faith and we should be coming back into faith. But the point that I'm making is that Paul's main emphasis appears to be in writing to the Hebrew Christians to emphasize that the Old Testament was fulfilled in Christ. And Christ became the final sacrifice. God has given David a powerful vision for Central Asia. The Holy Spirit has directed him ever since David surrendered total control of his life when he was age 15. And the Spirit is still directing him now. And by faith, David is moving in anticipation of seeing the power and the glory of God in greater demonstration than anything before. All David's life, he has been following a powerful, prophetic vision. Hearing God's voice behind him, saying, this is the way, walk in it. And now, as David explores Paul's letter to the Ephesians in his new book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored, David is seeing more clearly what God's ultimate plan is for us to fulfill. It is by revelation of the Holy Spirit that step by step, all his life, David has lived the miracles of the Bible. Now, take your Bible, open it to Ephesians, and follow David through the revelation he has received and wants to share with you. Order David Hathaway's book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored by visiting eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. 
Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.